0: Lord be with you a reading from the Holy Gospel according to mark Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved Whoever does not believe will be condemned These signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons they will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So have you driven out any demons lately? Spoken any new languages? Picked up any serpents that don't hurt you? Well, I guess we got the question is, do we really believe? Some of this we have to really consider on a, on a deeper metaphysical level. The conversion of St. Paul today, what an awesome celebration. And to think about qualities of Saul who becomes Paul. And this is a man who, who knew stuff. You know he he was well educated well versed he wanted to follow and was zealous for God but the problem and this was the problem of many Jews at that time is they they were failing to see Jesus as Messiah they were failing to see God present there because they had their own preconceived notion of what and who and how God should have been And so one thing for all of us, whether we be Catholics, whether we be Christians from other denominations, whether we be Muslims, Jews, Hindu, non-believers, the first thing maybe to consider is, is our own preconceived notion, our own personal opinion getting in the way of actually knowing truly who God is. And I think that the answer to that is yes. There's a lot of people out there that have a particular opinion or idea of like, this is how God should be. And this has created our separation. It's not until Saul, on his journey, is encountered with Jesus, where Jesus deliberately like gets in his face that he has this beginning of the conversion. It still isn't fully there yet. In fact, someone else had to actually lead him into Damascus, which is fascinating to consider when you relate it to Andrew and Peter. Because Andrew's the one who went to Peter, who had been Simon, and said, we found the Messiah, come here. So Andrew drags Simon along who becomes Peter. In the same way, Saul has someone drag him along in order for him to have that completion, that full turning. And that's when he becomes Paul. Ananias. And again, a devout observer of the law, highly spoken of by the Jews. Addresses him even as brother. But then points him towards true God. He doesn't allow, Ananias doesn't allow his particular opinions, beliefs, ideas to prevent the truth of who God is to come to Paul. So for us, if we first recognize, we have to first recognize where Because the reality is God also gives us an intellect, gives us free will, gives us the ability to have and form opinions, and this is good. But where do those impede the truth of God? Why think God should be like this when that may not be fully accurate? Again, I think a a gift in Catholicism in particular is that as pastors we make a declaration it's the oath of fidelity and the profession of faith that we say that we will teach and proclaim all the truth of the gospel and the teachings of the church as given by uh pope the the pope at the time his brother bishops the magisterium dating all the way back to peter and the first apostles that we will adhere to this teaching so there's no geology There's no Johnology. There's no Danology. There's no Stephenology. There is simply theology, the study of God and and what we have. Personally, I have also not witnessed per se to, like, my own ability of driving out demons, and yet I know I hear confessions, and I know I've seen souls radically healed in the confessional. So I guess in one sense, yeah, demons have been driven out. Every child I've ever baptized— has a minor exorcism incorporated into that baptism. So in that sense, demons are driven out. Demons are not always like the twisting your head around exorcism kind of thing. Have I spoken new languages? I don't think I'm very good at other languages. I've track record shows that my Spanish is pretty poor. My German is eh. My Hebrew is lacking immensely. But what about a language of music? Or a language of athletics? Like, do we speak in a way that our language actually allows us to interact with another person? So let's broaden that idea. I definitely hate snakes, so I don't pick them up. But I also know Mary stumps on the head of the snake, so I don't have to worry about that. We actually, in our belief of God, recognize that it's none of us doing those things. That's maybe the final really important part. God is doing it through us. Saul's conversion today is miraculous because he went from condemning and killing the Christians to then writing letters. Tomorrow we celebrate Saints Timothy and Titus, and guess what? The first reading is a letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Paul the persecutor. Saul the persecutor now writing to Timothy as Paul saying, Hey, man, I love you. Do better. You'll get that tomorrow. The conversion of one life can lead to the salvation of hundreds of others when that life is in proper order with God. I think that's so cool. And conversion isn't just like a radical thing like we see with uh, Paul. It's not even necessarily something like within my own life as a convert. It it actually is a daily, it's a daily accepting that today, Lord— and every day, I give my life to you. Whatever needs to be directed back to you, I will do that. Whatever needs to be transformed in me, whatever has to be eradicated or removed, that's going to get in the way of that. I have to, I have to allow you to do that in order for me to become your vessel, in order to speak your goodness, and then to work with, in conjunction with you, to build the, the kingdom. So conversion is not always a big, crazy, radical thing. It actually can be an everyday um, encounter with us just saying, God, today is for you. And then in our, through our belief, we know that the Lord will work through us to do his miraculous work. But as, but as I said at the very beginning, does our personal opinion does our particular beliefs actually impede the truth of who God is? Does it actually limit the, the truth of who God is? And if so, that's where, we, that's where that conversion must first begin. Because it's not our ology that we're teaching and we're studying. It's, it's God. And the, the best part about this is actually we need one another to help. We need each other to help in that, to have those conversations, to to challenge and push, to question things. But, but there is an authority, and that authority is God, and so we must always go back to him. So there's two things, uh, two, two challenges, two tasks for the day. The first uh, is to give thanksgiving, to give gratitude for the particular souls that maybe we know in our lives that have made that conversion, that have had that conversion, that we've seen that happen in them because there's a radical joy when that soul has accepted this fullness of truth of who Jesus really is. So we want to give thanksgiving for all those that we know have have had that conversion like Paul had. And then second, we just want to ask for that conversion to to continually be renewed in ourselves. Cuz even though we we have our eyes focused on the Lord, sometimes we can lack that that zeal or that enthusiasm sometimes. Stuff of the world can, can get in our way. And so we all need like that renewal each day, that conversion each day. Lord, I want to turn back to you. I want to surrender to you. So first we give gratitude for all those souls that, souls that we know have, have made that shift. Uh, and then we ask the Lord to help us and ourselves individually so that we can make that, that daily return to him.